Thank you so much for downloading this podcast. Do you know that God's word has the ability to make you what it talks about? As you listen to this sermon by Tikatoni, it is our prayer that you will filled with faith, hope, and love. God bless you. Do you know that? Do you know, interestingly, wait, he, she. So let me tell you this story. There was a guy called Tim. Tim grew up in a family of six. His mother and father were civil servants. You know, they just worked normally in the government. As long as they were concerned, they were moderate. Just an okay family. Nothing more than a Camry in the house. And just all the basic things of life. Because they were civil servants, sometimes, you know, one strike begins from sugar they started using other alternatives of sugar from there daddy said there's no need for sugar we need to be healthy so the house was that kind of house where the way things worked to the government was the way things worked to the house but there was something about him the thing about the house was that even though they were not really wealthy they were rich in the spirituals. They came from a home where mommy team wore that big gale to church every Sunday. And then she wore this green women's guild wrapper. Every night mommy team was in the parlor interceding and praying. Mommy team was amazing. Daddy team was more of this guy who was the passive Christian kind of guy. He was just like, Jesus is real. But he was deep also. He was such a reader. So the, the children grew up with an atmosphere of the Lord Jesus Christ. But more importantly, they were a family that prayed. Daddy used to always say, Daddy team used to always say, a family that prays together stays together. So every morning, 5.30 a.m., they'll wake up. They'll stop having morning devotion. In that house, you must contribute. When they're having Bible study, and your daddy says, Daddy Tim will say, Tim, what do you understand? If you say, I don't understand, ah, are you hungry? Because that's how you may be the rest of the day. Hungry. (laughs) Do you understand? So it was that kind of home. But more importantly, there was something about the connection of love in that home. The connection of love was so much that and his parents were friends and Tim and his siblings they were friends Tim was a scholar Tim was so good like when he was in secondary school he was made senior prefect and he was not just made senior prefect because he was intelligent but, but Tim was everything Tim was fair he had this ash brown kind of eye look his hair looked like he just missed being an albino. Alright? You know those really handsome albinos? The ones that their eyes don't shake. The ones that are normal. They just missed it by a hair. They look like Americans. <laughs> That's what Tim looked like. Man, if you see Tim, Tim's parents 
may not have been rich but they liked to make sure that the children had everything necessary for them to succeed all right so now tim was in secondary school things were going really really well he was very active in school tim's favorite game was chess basketball and football ah if you see tim doesn't talk football he plays football he was good he was part of the top 11 of his team during all these um, competitions national sporting competitions team was there team was the mr right all the ladies ll llct ladies love cool team team was just cool he was every secondary school girls perfect man but team had no time for anyone there was this girl adana <laughs> adana really really liked team and the amazing thing about adana was this adana was also senior prefect she was senior prefect girl she was the she was just a different kind of team while team was the outgoing guy adana was the moderate lady but she was that person that her words were shown more in her results you know when they say it's time for announcing students first position mathematics team first position english adana like this and you know the funny thing the two of them knew that there was something between them from from secondary school they knew there was something but tim never said anything adana herself never said anything they just continued to coast on but as time went on they started getting close they were getting close to each other they were getting closer to each other they talked more ah it was that period where mtn used to do night calls so one day they found out that six years had passed it was time to graduate from secondary school ah tim his heart started beating he was happy to leave but he felt like something was missing what could that thing be we will find out <laughs> what could that thing be that was missing but you know more interestingly adana was the team was happy because you know that thing where you have done everything you planned that you would do when you were young no regrets but adana had not done everything that she planned to do amen and do you know that there was one thing she really planned to do she never got that chance so now while team was celebrating with the boys and people were hugging him congratulations see awards team's parents were just smiling you know when when in pta even though the parents don't have all the money and all the cars but as you see team's father coming in everybody says is that boy's father ah that man that man what he has done to his child god gave him a gift because of team team's father was recognized amen but i want you to see something very interesting team finally entered into 
the university. His university was at Mina. Federal University of Technology, Mina. When he entered, because Tim could, did not first agree to go into the university, he decided to spend one extra year. And guess what Tim was trying to do within that one year? Tim was trying to find out exactly whom he was made to be. During those years, during that one year, Tim was reading books. Tim was practicing. Tim was getting ready. Tim had a dream. He wanted to be one of the most valuable people in school. The kind of person that if there is a crisis, every lecturer comes. Somehow, somebody told Tim this, that in the university, who carries first in secondary school will not be the same person to carry first. So Tim kind of figured it out. He told his parents he was not going in. During that period of time, he cut all his connections to his friends, most especially Adana. He lost the connections because he lost his phone. Now look at this interesting thing. So after Tim writes jam, enters into school, 100 level, you will not believe what Tim was studying. <laughs> Alright? No, 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 no. Tim was not, was not a, medicine stu- a medical student. He was not a medical student. He was not in pharmacy either. No, he was not in pharmacy either. <laughs> Alright? Tim was a student... <laughs> he was studying psychology. That's what he went in to study. He went in to study psychology. So as Tim started... First year, things were going well. All of a sudden, one day he was inside the bus. While he was inside the bus, somebody from the back with a female voice said, Tim, is that really you? He said, Who knows me? Because while he was sitting in university, he was actually popular. Alright, because he was this guy who he would stand in front of the class to speak. Not only would people give their lives to Christ, people, friends were just pouring around him. And he stayed off campus. His parents were the kind of parents that said, we have trained our son enough. Whenever the parents would be at home in the room talking, they would say, Tim, ah, we have a future because of Tim. So what they now did was, instead of allowing Tim to go and stay in the hostel, they allowed Tim to stay wherever he wants. Alright? Now, look at the most interesting thing here. Alright, now look at this very interesting thing here. Tim suddenly turns back and guess who he sees? Adana. Adana. What are you doing in Futmina? Did you come to visit? She turns to him and says, Visit? You, what are you doing here? See how you're looking. Are you, are you in this school? Tim said, Of course I'm in this school. Adana said, Oh my God. Tim said, so what level are you? She said, I'm in 200 level. He said, I'm in 100 level. Ah, you? 100 level? What happened? I just decided to stay a year for some personal reasons. Oh, is that so? You stayed. Ah, he said, I'm mine. She was like, I always knew he was a scholar. I mean, this guy, this guy, how can Jam do it to him? So before you know, they start exchanging numbers. Tim, somehow, his heart begins to skip. Something old and buried 
starts arising and resurrecting again. Suddenly, he starts remembering secondary school. He starts remembering all the lovely moments. That time when they will announce senior prefect and Tim and Adana will walk like they were walking down the aisle. Alright, with his white shirt and blue trouser. Ion to gated perfection. <laughs> Alright? So Tim was this guy. Now let me tell you something. By the time Tim had gotten to his final year, Adana had graduated. I'll leave this space in between and tell you what happened at the end of the day. Finally, Tim and Adana got married. But now the most interesting thing about this story is this. The most interesting thing about this story is this. The Tim and Adana I'm talking about now are now 85 years old. They are very old. They are very, very old. And when Tim was telling the younger ones about how things went the first thing he said with his wife was that we have never quarreled before we have only been happy for more than 40 years and our financial scale is on another level then Tim said don't mind me I know that I'm a billionaire my wife is richer than me everything was just amazing this 85 year old couple I'll tell you something about that. <clears throat> Sitting here right now are the same kinds of people who want not only all of their dreams to come true, but they want to have a satisfied relationship. They want to be fulfilled not only financially, but they also want to be fulfilled all right, in their visions. They want to be fulfilled academically. They want to be fulfilled spiritually and they also want to be fulfilled in one place. Who can guess that place? <laughs> they want to be fulfilled in their relationships. The question is, how did Tim do it? How could Tim have a dream life? Is there such thing as a dream life? Is there such thing as a dream life? How could Tim's life be one one story of just beauty, friendship, scholarliness, joy, happiness, upwardness until age 85? Now, if you want that, I want you to just turn to someone and you know just kind of give them a handshake and you know. what I'm going to tell you about today. That's what I'm going to tell you about today. Alright? That's the concept of he, she. All of us don't have that particular background where we say my home was a very loving home. My parents are very loving people. My mother was a prayer machine. My father was a this one machine. Everybody was a machine machine. You know? <laughs> We might not come from that home. We might not also come from that home where we say, my parents gave me every single thing I needed for success. Alright? We might not come from that home. But at some point, it 
will not matter where you came from anymore. What will matter will be who you are now. And that's the one thing concerning relationship that a lot of people don't get. So concerning relationship, we get to this point where we start thinking that dating is a spiritual thing. Alright? It takes revelation to date and all of those things. Alright? It takes speaking in tongues to date. Alright? Sometimes we're also asking ourselves, am I dating the right person? Well, I'll tell you something really, really deep. How do I trust? And I want to start by telling you this, that there is nothing carnal about dating. And there is nothing spiritual about dating. Dating is a human experience. It's a human experience that will occur in your life. Something is not wrong with you when you're thinking about somebody. Alright? Something is not, nothing is wrong with you. Tell your neighbor, nothing is wrong with you. Alright? So we like to come to this place where we think that as Christians, oh, if I'm thinking about someone, something is wrong with me. At some point in your life, it will happen. Some of you later, some of you now. But there's nothing wrong with dating. However, before I start telling you the principles, I will answer two or three questions. The first question that I was asked was this, concerning dating. When is it right to date? When is the right time? When is the right time? Amen. Some of us, someone said, one of the most powerful things in this world for anyone is a dream whose time has come and the person knows it. People want to know that because no one wants to make mistakes in this arena. Alright? No one wants to find out that they are probably in the wrong place. And then they are probably invested a lot of their emotions in this one particular person. Whether it's a guy like Tim or a guy like Pastor Emmanuel. Alright? And all that. Those are some of the things. So this is the first thing that you need to know about it. (laughs) Uh, (coughs) Alright. Let me stand over here. Because I'm about to start talking radical talk now. Okay. So, the first way that you know that you're ready to date is not when your body starts vibrating. No, 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 no. It's not when your body starts vibrating. It's not when he meets she. And they shake. And all of a sudden, as they shake, something happens. Sparks fly. And when you heard the person's voice, you said, how are you? And she said, fine. You're like, my, my, my. Windows of heaven are open. <laughs> Alright? That's not when it's right to date. Hey, she, let me tell you something. When it's right to date is not also when the person is funny. You know, 
when this Mr. He is funny, charismatic, smart, looks deadly handsome, has got some dangerous potential, and is probably Naira loaded and tongue saturated. Okay. <laughs> and probably he's the guy whose force is not abated. And you know what I mean by an, like a, a, a person's force not being abated? Missed muscles. He probably wears native and you can see some glory. Alright? You can see the pecs. The pectorials. You can see several things. Biceps, triceps, forceps, diceps. You know, when he walks like a hulk. He always has a smile on his face. And you know the most amazing thing? He just knows how to talk well. His teeth is white. Alright? Now let me tell you something. Tell you something. Okay, that's not when it's right. It's not right when you see the person that fits your profile inside. That's not when it's right to date. You see, because we spend our lives concentrating on profile. Every single one of us has this thing inside of us for the perfect person. Praise the Lord. The person that matches our description. The person that matches our description. The person that when we see them, we have beheld a glory. Alright? But I want to tell you something more interesting than that. That is not when you are ready to date. The Bible tells us something in the book of Proverbs. It says, through wisdom, a house is built. By understanding, what happens? Sorry, say it. By understanding, it is established. And by knowledge, what happens? It is filled with many treasures. It is filled with many treasures. So, the beginning, the beginning of knowing you are ready is when you have started developing yourself. Is it because when you ask someone to date you or when someone comes to ask you out when he meets she and says I would like to date you I'm interested in you you know what you're asking the person to do you're asking the person to date all the things about you that you are right now let me ask you something if you were you and you met someone like you and you knew everything will you date yourself <laughs> Will you date yourself? He, let me ask the guys here. Look at the way you handle your room. When you're asking someone to date you, you're asking the person, date my room. <laughs> Look at how your shoe, as you remove your leg from your shoe, feel the aura. You are asking the person to date your smelling leg. Alright? See the way you don't know how to express yourself. When you talk, you don't know the best way to say things. You are asking the person to date my poor communication skills. See the way you get irritated easily. You are asking the person to date my irritated nature. 
See the way you're lazy. You're asking this person date my laziness. Now you see being ready to date is preparing yourself to be the best you can be. So that when you are ready you know that you are an asset to that person. Praise the Lord. So that when you are ready you know you are an asset to that person. I want you to turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor be an asset. Tell your neighbor again be an asset. Now, those of you that will be listening to this audio, I want you to say to yourself, I am an asset. Be an asset. It's very, very important. Life responds to value. Say life responds to value. Again, life responds to value. The only person that likes you with all your problems in life is God. That is why his love is unconditional. But you see, as long as courtship, human relationship is concerned, everybody has something that they click with on the inside. Everybody needs a reason to love. There is no love without reason. Amen. There is no love without reasoning. Without reason. There are some of us here who, you know what I'm talking about, developing yourself. It is true wisdom. A house is built. That means you build yourself in wisdom. What is wisdom? I'm just going to tell you a short thing and something that is really, really practical so that you can understand what I mean by wisdom here. All right? The first thing about wisdom is experience. And I'm not just talking about the fact that you have to experience it, but the wisdom of other people. See, a man who can learn from another person's experience is wise. And will not make the same mistakes and will not do the same things that others have done and gotten wrong. They will do it right. So that means you take your time to learn. You take your time to understand yourself. Have you seen ladies who say, I've heard ladies who say things like, I'm just a selfish person. You're asking somebody to marry your selfish personality. You know it's one of the things responsible for divorce, right? An attitude of thorough selfishness. It's one of the things that is also responsible for the fact that most relationships don't enter into marriage. So we find ourselves acting like you're going to New Benin to test shoes. We date people the way we test shoes. Bring this one. It's 42. Bring this one. It's 43. The other one is 44. So you go on and you carry a pile of heartbreaks. Dr. Miles Morrow said something very interesting. He said one of the things worse than death is divorce. Now, while we may not be about that place of divorce, 
we may be at this place where the things that would make up for divorce are already happening now with you and it's happening with not learning how to prepare yourself adequately if we were to bring good food here we're to bring food here and we said uh we said i'm looking for an innocent face of a guy <laughs> no not this not that face we said matt no not matthew we said steve come and stand here and cook then we said who has that i can cook face <laughs> that's why they call him mm-hmm. she has that mommyish kind of face you know that mommy i can cook kind of thing all right then we told our sister you come and cook here and then the two of them cooked i want to ask you something what will attract you to either of their stands it may not be the lady first but the smell from the beginning as you start perceiving it something tells you something good is about to happen you see that is the thing about preparing ourselves when you start building and developing yourself developing your dreams concentrating more on your dreams than you concentrate on other people than you concentrate on being in a relationship something happens you're like good food something powerful begins to come out of you we will attract the kind of people we prepared to be say it after me i will attract the kind of person i am prepared to be why do you think whenever you hear people talking about relationships you hear someone say something like that lady is out of my league that guy is out of my league that person is out of my reach the reason why people are out of your league and out of your reach is not just because they have money it's because there is a level of development that you know you cannot handle let me tell you this even if pastor chris was single do you think you would like you can be his wife now i'm not insulting anyone here i'm not demeaning you but compare your preparation in life your development in the spirituals just in just in life when you see him and pastor chris says let's assume they advertise pastor chris looking for a wife apply in person <laughs> how many of you will go and apply the first thing you think is i know i've lost you you just this let's just go like what's the name of esther believing for favor <laughs> all right but you see that there are certain people who are ready they are ready they are ready emotionally they are ready physically and they are ready in their actions in their daily actions they're not just there looking for how to date i want you to understand this there is nothing wrong with being single listen to me there is nothing wrong with being single while you are young there is nothing wrong with it 
know where this thing is coming from where some people assume that if they are not dating when they are in the university there is just something wrong there is this pressure that seems to come to many people I remember one of my young colleagues saying teacher please see me 300 level I have never even dated Hi! I said wait I don't understand is it the criteria he said sir you don't understand I want to graduate with two certificates one from my department the other one you know I said what's the name of the other certificate she said you know he said you know NASA ah, what are we talking about you see so we get into this place where we put ourselves under pressure we accept the pressure of the world meanwhile the real thing the real thing that is involved in having a great relationship you are not yet ready for it one great man of god said something like this so the pharisees come to meet jesus and they ask jesus a question they say they ask him a question about marriage after they asked jesus the question about marriage jesus asked them he said what kind of question are you asking you know what which question is this he said have you not read now i would like you to understand something that jesus's recommendation for being in a relationship is reading get knowledge get knowledge get knowledge you can never be too prepared get knowledge tell your neighbor get knowledge you see because as long as dating is concerned it is an arena you have never been in before as long as relationships are concerned it's an arena you have never ever been in before so many of us get into relationships and we don't know where we start playing playing husband and wife when we are not even ready to be mr and mrs have you seen a young lady saying something like i'm very young i'm not ready to marry probably until my late 30s maybe 33 34 35 now she's 22 but she's in a relationship what are you doing there what are you doing there when you're not even close to being married when you don't have in the foreseeable future something that you're planning ahead of you see because you see being in a relationship takes preparation it takes readiness it takes emotional readiness because the moment you are dating someone the first thing that will happen to you when you start dating someone is that you would almost begin to feel like you are seeing people that look better than the person you're dating somebody say amen now it will feel like that those of you who are dating you know what i'm talking about it will feel like if you like don't shake your head maybe <laughs> the person you are dating is around you don't have to shake your head and say eh. it would feel like you are seeing people who are better if the person is walking on two feet and all you're seeing is potential you start you not start meeting the all of a sudden a flood of people driving that want to be your friends <laughs> all right if the sister if a chocolatey color was so awesome the first time suddenly you are dating and you start seeing other brands of chocolate other righteous variety <laughs> you know what i mean all of a sudden 
You used to like brunettes, now you like blondes. Everything is calling for blondes. You usually liked the people who had pink lips. All of a sudden, you just like dark colored lips are the next thing. <laughs> now, now, you see, the thing is, why you are laughing? You know, I'm telling you, it's very, very real. As we start dating, all of a sudden, it feels like this for most of us. Then oftentimes there is this question that arises inside of you. Am I in the right relationship? Am I in the right relationship? And I want to tell you something. That there is none of you who is here, who is in a relationship, who that thing has not haunted before. You ask yourself, God, are we in the right place? Abba Father, Avego. I don't hear that I say I do. And then the next thing, everything inside me shouts, I don't, I don't, I don't. <laughs> and the person you hold to is like, we are going home. <laughs> no turning back. <laughs> Alright? You want to find out that you are in the right thing. And one of the people, let me tell you men, and you listen to me, one of the very interesting people that this thing haunts the most is not the guys, it's the women. Because the women are simply often the ones who seem to have more options. You don't know. You see, when a guy says he's going to be in a relationship with you, most for the normal guys, most of them have zeroed their minds from any other person. They find it easy to fight anything away. They're like, I have a lady, I'm content. No, listen, I'm not trying to praise the guys. All right? But with ladies, it's not like that often. The reason it's not easily like that is because do you know how many people even ask married women out? She's married, she has a ring, I have an auntie. Young, black, beautiful. Alright? This my auntie has three kids. She was carrying one to school. This man stops in a jeep. He says, good afternoon. She says, good afternoon, sir. He was like, I just, I just couldn't help but stop to say hi. She was like, oh, thank you very much. I'm like, are you free? Would you like to go on a date? She was like, see ring, see Pekin. <laughs> I know why he asked that. He asked that, will you drop him? Let's go. Will you drop him? Drop him in the house. Let me drive you guys down to wherever you stay. Drop him. Let's go. Alright? But you don't see a woman stopping, meeting a guy, and saying, hello, how are you? I just couldn't help. I saw you and I felt like this was the beginning of life. It's not like that for the ladies. Amen? Alright, so guys, I want you to understand it. That also you must understand that when a lady chooses to love you, it means she has had so many options. But you're it. Your loyalty is optimum. But you see, if you keep having that thing inside you that says, are you sure that I'm dating the right person? It's simply because you are not prepared for a relationship. And it's also because in the long run, within a space of two to five years, you are not even ready to marry. What are you dating for? You are not ready. I mean, if the lady should say, where is this our relationship going? Any guy who says, we'll talk about it later. 
is not ready. Just just go while you can. Or the person says to you, the person says, the person gets irritated. Like, what kind of question is that now? Let's just enjoy the moment. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Take your sandals. Clean it. Shake his hand very well. Call his full name. See, it was lovely meeting you. Now, he will not pursue you, but run. <laughs> Why is that so? Because a person who has no plans for you in his future is messing with you. Is messing with you. And I want you to know that every lady, when she starts dating, the first set of things that begins to appear inside her mind is... Where is this leading to? Most ladies will ask that after at least two years. In fact, some after six months. Where are we going with this? Can I? You go somewhere, you say, let's watch a movie. As you sit down to watch the movie, then maybe you and the person are holding hands. Oh, somebody. Tell them that. Okay. So now you and the person are holding hands and you're walking. Then the person will look at you. When the lady looks at you, you turn, you say, she turns and removes her eye. You say, what's the thing? You don't know what she's thinking. But part of the thing she's thinking is, where did they go? Where are we going? Where are we going? She's thinking about the journey. You are thinking of the boss. As a young man. As a man. She's thinking about the journey. You, you're just thinking about the boss. Let's enjoy the ride. And you know that one thing that is very certain is this. I want to destroy a very, very interesting thought here. That people say that ladies are more emotional than guys. It's not true. It's not the way you think about it. Why do you think men surround themselves around ego? It's because they are highly emotional. They are so emotional, it's embarrassing. Have you seen the things that can make a guy shout? Ordinary football. You see people lying down on the ground. <laughs> Karinchia running. Did you see the drama? Some of you did not see the drama during the Nigerian match. I heard that people were climbing up. Uh, what's the name of that place again? Penthouse. What is your happiness for celebrating and climbing pool? <laughs> it was not a lady doing it too. It was a guy. That high levels of emotionality. High levels of emotionality. Why do you think that men don't live longer than women? Especially in Nigeria. High levels of emotionality. The men are always thinking to the point where they are hardly happy. When your father gets married, one of the few joys in his life is just, just seeing him genuinely happy. Many people are not genuinely happy. Now, the one thing I know is this, is that you want your relationship to be like that of Tim and Adana. For you to have a never-ending happy... Look, there is such a thing as a ha- happily ever after. There is. But happily ever afters begin with the pain of developing oneself. It begins with the pain. 
you know when i asked some of you right now to communicate whether it was a lady communicating with a lady or the opposite sex communicating i could see the power of communication that exists some of you still have a lot to learn about communication but you want to be in a relationship you have a lot to learn there are those ladies who say things like i'm a shy person look you can defeat shyness defeat it before you get into a relationship because if you don't defeat such a thing or a guy if you don't defeat such a thing when you're in a relationship let me tell you one of the core things that will happen one of them will be this when the person does something that offends you see shy people are naturally people that recoil when something happens amen you know what i mean right when something happens rather than act out or speak out they just shrink back you will spend most of your life shrinking and keeping thoughts inside and gathering a lot of dust under the water to the point where on its own even the relationship will break you will you would find it difficult to forgive people like to feel themselves as introverts so they find it difficult to let go of this they want to forgive but they don't they find it hard to forget it and if you've not forgotten the effect of it you have not forgiven right the outgoing types of people don't know when they're offending you <laughs> shy people get embarrassed easily so maybe the person the person probably reads a message maybe i sent the person a message and i gave the person a word of prophecy and maybe you and the person are walking on the road and the person sees it and he shouts hey glory to god hey you start looking for a corner to hide yourself build yourself tell your neighbor build yourself all right tell another person build yourself if you're you see that's understanding that's wisdom that's understanding now a lot of us do you know that most of the reasons why things go on the way they go is because we don't understand each other so politicians don't understand citizens that's why they always have misunderstanding they always have problems pastors don't understand congregation they have problems lecturers don't understand students and students don't understand lecturers they have problems father does not understand child child does not understand father they have problems you see it's an understanding problem that most people have it's an understanding problem okay and the thing about it is this is that we can learn to understand people we can learn to understand people we can learn real hard to understand people we you see because in a relationship let me show you something first corinthians chapter 13 i want to tell you how to understand people because that's something that haunts us all the time now this is before you say yes to a relationship and after yes you will say another thing i do isn't it true before you say yes there are there are some things that you have to take a hold of 
There are some things you have to take a hold of. In 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4, you see what you see. Love is patient. Say patience. It takes patience to understand people. It takes observation to understand people. When leaders don't understand followers, they lose followers. When friends don't understand each other, they lose each other. Is it not true? When two people lack understanding, there is no more relationship between them. That's why some people, when they were younger, they were closer to their parents. As they started getting older, they felt like they were not connecting with their parents on an understanding level. If you understand me saying amen. And all of a sudden, you feel like two of you don't know each other again. Before, it felt like your mom was your friend. Now, your mom is your mom. For some of you. Alright? There were some friends that when you were in primary school, you were the ones, when, when you come back from school, the sign that two of you are friends is the equal dirtiness. You compete for how unkept you get to be as you're walking home. And the two of you are walking in joy. But all of a sudden, you probably grow into more developed people physically and you can't communicate anymore. You know what's missing there? Understanding. Maybe the person is talking from one field of life that you have left behind before. Maybe the person is doing things that you don't get. It takes patience. Say patience. Do you know that another word for patience is discipline? To understand someone. It takes grit to understand someone. Why? Because everybody has a fault. A fault. I just use A, but you know what I mean. In fact, when you say a fault, open parentheses and put S, two S's. Has a fault. But the thing is this. Is that as we start growing up into in the, the body of Christ, especially now that we're in an era where we tell people, where we tell people, you can't change me, don't change me. I like myself the way I am. A true man, see, is ladies, many ladies like that thing. A true man would appreciate you for who you are, and would love you the way you are with all your baggage. It's not true. It's your baggage that will make your home an unhappy one when you get married. You can pretend when you're cutting, but when you get married, ah, the baggage must unfold because you are there forever. You can't pretend again. There is no separate house to run to. You will live together. Somebody say, I hear. This is very important for you to know. Patience. You understand that two people never behave the same way. Let me tell you. If there is somebody you're probably having the butterflies over. Or somebody you are about to date. Or maybe somebody you are dating and everything between you is telling you. Maybe you just shouldn't continue with this relationship. There is a way to deal with the butterflies. And there is a way to deal with the relationship. 
Just stay and observe the person. The problem with not understanding people is that we come into every relationship with an expectation of what the person should be, what the person should do, and how the person should handle things. We have this preconditioned expectation of people. We expect that if this person is my friend, she should understand that she shouldn't cross this line. Did you tell her of the line? Then the person does it, you get angry. You flare up. The reason why there is no understanding between you and your parents in many cases is because your parents have an expectation without an understanding. They don't understand you. The reason why you don't like the lecturer or the person that you don't like is because you have an expectation already. How many of you get so angry when you enter into some lecture halls and you're like, he doesn't even, he doesn't even teach. He'll just open his mouth and just start telling us point number one, take notes. And he just talks. Now what kind of nonsense is that? Meanwhile, you're not saying, and you know why you're doing that? Because you have an expectation that your university lecturer should be like your secondary school teacher. It's an inward expectation. You don't know where it comes from. You have been used to things being broken down in details. Now it's a problem. Are you understanding me? We have all these expectations of people. We carry these heavy expectations. You expect that the person should know you're sad when you say nothing. Understand my silence. <laughs> Understand my silence. I mean, baby, understand me. When I'm silent, give me space. Don't don't come, don't call me. Just just chill. When I when you call me and I don't pick your call, understand. Understand what? We have expectations. We don't explain. We just hope people will get it. And have you noticed something? More times than not, people don't get it right. And that's what makes us break off friendships that would have probably been really important in your life with normal people because you did not take the time to understand that person. You did not take the time to understand what they're about. You don't get emotional about people first. You first take the time to deeply observe them. Deeply observe them. When you say something and the person does, <laughs> you look at their face very well. He, this person hardly laughs real laugh. That means it takes a lot to make this person laugh. Then when there are other people that you just say something, you ask the person, how are you fighting? <laughs> he will. Alright? This might be an Usilu left. I'm marrying. Or I'm, I'm getting involved with. Alright? Or a person who is hyperactive. A person who nothing needs to be funny for them to laugh. Nothing either needs to be interesting. Praise the Lord. How many of you get that? Understanding. Tell your neighbor, understanding. Before you know me, understand me. Understand me. When, I, when someone does something that is outside of your expectation, you can't get hurt. 
You know what you first do? You take the time to observe the person. You know something Jesus did? Jesus did that in John chapter 5. The Bible says something that when Jesus finished preaching, the people wanted to take him by force and make him king. He said, but he did not get close to anyone because he understood them deeply. That's what the Bible says, that he knew what was in them. Now that was not a spiritual thing. It was a matter of understanding people. Praise the Lord. One way you know you've not yet understood someone is when probably you stretch your hand to someone. You say hello. Especially if it's a guy. I don't know why guys open their hand like this to shake ladies. Alright? So let's just let's just pretend that I'm shaking hello. How are you? Then now the person, let's say the person delays. And she first looks at your hand. Observes it like there might be a plague on it. Then shakes you ever so uninterestingly. You know, like a rub. And she's like, I'm, I'm fine. And the person looks away. If you find yourself disturbed by that, you don't understand people. Or it may be a guy. You see, oh God. Or maybe somebody is inside the bus. I remember recently, I was inside the bus. And... A lady came, she said to the, to the conductor, she said, I can't enter the back, the last seat. The conductor said, why? And he was speaking in the vernacular. She was speaking Queen's English. You know? And she didn't look extra, extraordinary. She didn't have extras on her body, like extra lashes, extra makeups. She just looked simple. And she sounded like she was speaking real good English, right? And girl's like, why no enter? And she was like, well... The back is hot, too hot for me. All the guys inside said, <laughs> All, everybody inside the bus was irritated. I think the only person that wasn't irritated was me. You know what the driver did? The driver just drove front, smiled, said, Abe! Thank you, my boss. <laughs> And then he started saying, who did you that can form nonsense? But, but, you see, that's the thing. That's the thing with not having coherent relationships with people because you don't understand them. What if she has a condition with her body? What if she has a condition? There's a condition where people feel heat just a lot. And when they're not in very open spaces... They get embarrassed because they would sweat. No time to understand that. Oh, well, she she just for me. What if also she made up her mind that if I went to school and learned English, I should use it. And she's trying to reform herself. Maybe she heard something like this about developing yourself strong. About building yourself into an edifice. And she's now trying to build herself. So that she can meet the perfect person in quotes for her in her future no one cares all they just saw was she doesn't have a package speaking with any enter back you can't enter i beg better person enter i can bet that just when i was talking about that some of you already began to even get irritated at the person <laughs> Or maybe you went to buy something and then 
you, 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 a lady was next to you, a guy was next to you, and the person was just touching your feet. This food is not good, sir. You are just looking at a person like this. <laughs> I beg, madam, give me this. <laughs> oh, you're a guy. You're working with a lady. Alright? Maybe the lady you're dating, or you, you, you probably have interest in, or just your friend. And then you start feeling awkward and embarrassed when the person is choosing too much. Like, I beg now, just... In your mind, you're not saying it out. You're like, which kind of form is with you? Just take this thing and you're embarrassing me. The market to me is looking at you. Sister, you they take. No, no, this one's no good. And you now, as the guy, what do you want to do? You just want to carry the thing and say, let's go. I beg. You don't understand. Tell your neighbor, by understanding, it is established. You don't understand. You see, because what, another thing you, you need to know is this. 60% of what people mean to say is not spoken with words. 60% of what people really mean to say, they don't use their mouth to say it. They use their body. And inside their mind, they're like, you, won't you understand? Won't you get don't you see I need a hug? <laughs> right? Even when somebody will write, it is a blue time today. You will call on WhatsApp. Alpha, are you okay? Then the person will say, What kind of question is are you okay? You are seeing blue, blue, blue. I'm giving you colors, God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Understanding will keep you. Now, so before you say yes, or before you ask, or before you accept, or if you're in one, learn to take the time to understand. That is the only reason for most problems in homes, for most problems between two people, understanding, understanding, understanding. People have died because they don't understand. Because they are not sensitive. Something inside them has not been built. You must understand. So love is patient. The, the patient time it takes to understand is involved. Don't say yes until you understand. And I'm not just saying don't say yes until you understand the person. But until you start learning. Practice understanding people. Practice understanding people. Understand the words that they are not saying when they are saying fine when you say how are you. Are you understanding me? Understand the unspoken things. Understand when they are sitting and their hand is folded and they are smiling. Understand the fake smile. And when you can understand like that, understand when you call your parents and you hear their voice without seeing them. Imagine what is on their face. Understanding. Understanding. Because if you enter into a relationship without developing yourself, understanding... 
you will be jumping from guy from he to he and from she to she you will think the problem is people but you don't realize that the problem is your understanding tell your neighbor understand tell your neighbor understand me patience 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 also understand where the person may be coming from many many african people <laughs> many many nigerian people come from troubled backgrounds they come from backgrounds where there was too much of nothing too little of everything or an overdose of something else people come with these problems there is it's very hard one in every ten home in nigeria is a happy home one in every ten one in every ten there's a reason when people graduate when people graduate that most people don't go home no it's not just because it's great to make the decision if you come from a very happy home also but many people don't come from the kind of home where they don't say you graduate and you go back home eh? the first thing they'll start telling is what are you doing here see bosco he graduated he's in he's working in mandilas you are here still eating not a happy home because of the lack of understanding there are some people next to you that you think the wrong thing about them one of the first things people think about me when they meet me um, is that I'm strict from a distance if you don't know me you just think oh yes I'm nice but I'm strict I'm this kind of person that when I just come everything has to be bah, ship shape everything has to be on point if you are just doing something wrong I will just cut you down slice you machete you tell you how dare you you sinner or even if it's not you sinner just really really strict it is easy to misunderstand someone when you've not taken the time to get to understand them you don't get to understand people only with questions you get to understand people by the things that they are saying without their words by the things they are saying without their words you start understanding jokes when there are no jokes you know when some people joke they're like like um you ask the person how far you don't chop person is like well the bible says man shall not live by food alone it's a joke but he's telling you something is wrong here and in the kitchen but you will not laugh glory but the person might say again the bible says man shall not live by bread alone he will emphasize the bread bread and you will complete the statement by saying but by every word and you will not shout you don't understand somebody say understanding (laughs) amen understanding understand the person's background most of us come from homes with imbalanced relationships every normal child is supposed to be able to relate with the opposite sex normally without feeling weird around them 
But in most homes, we grow up with such an imbalance that when a girl, a guy is talking to a girl, maybe you're in a line and the guy says hi. The first thing the lady thinks, or the first two, three, four, or five things, and this is how the, it's five things. He wants to date me. <laughs> three things. He is interested. So immediately your walls go up. Then guys, if a lady should just turn to you and say, Hi, my name is Olua Funke. You first look at the person's hand. It's rhapsody of realities there. <laughs> or is he a winner's ivy? <laughs> if it's not, if you just a normal fine girl, bright colored, looking at you and shaking your hand, your heart goes in the wrong direction. So, you see that it's because we come from those kinds of backgrounds. Then, most of us started dating at the wrongest time in our lives. So, of us probably started being in relationships from primary school. There was no one to mentor you. No one. Some of us have probably dated up to eight people between secondary school and 100 level. And then there was probably that one person that you believed would be the person. And the thing ended. Then you enter into another relationship. And you and the person are in a relationship. But you have problems with trust. You have problems with being free. Emotionally, your bags are packed every time. You don't want to hear you settle. Because if you settle, there is danger. You can't trust. Let me tell you something. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And depend not on your own understanding. It doesn't take logic to trust. That's why it says, don't depend on your head. Let me, don't depend on a track record to trust. That's why many of you, many of us that invested in all those things like MMM, they will give you proven track record. You see testimony, five people will say, praise the Lord. They might not say praise the Lord, like MMM changed my life. Ah, after I gave my first, ah! Companies want you to trust them with track records, but that's not how trust develops. Real trust develops on an emotional level. When you are emotionally secure, that means that you know that the person may not have a perfect track record, but you always get it right. Amen? The person may not be perfect, but they are always working on themselves. Are you understanding me? Okay? Track record is not how you, you gauge trust. You don't trust somebody like that. A guy is not the right person because he has never dated before. And a lady is not the right person because she has never even shook a guy's hand. Me. Me. I've not even held. Look. The only time I shook someone was when I was shaking a man of God. And that's because he stretched his hand. He didn't even stay. 
the hand left it swam out of his hands and you probably believe that just because this person is right is pure in every way that they are the right person that's not true many people take on their relationships from their past from their parents many people have suffered abuse so they start dating and when they start dating they expect that the relationship will not last are you hearing me they expect it will not last some of you are like that you don't expect your relationship to last one of the things you expect is that well whatever will happen will happen so you have not built yourself long enough you've not taken the years and the time that it will take to build yourself all right so you come in with that thing you come in with that feeling of trust you come in with feeling of trust you come in thinking that every person is looking out to break your heart but you say yes because the person is right well because the person feels okay for now have you seen people say are you in a relationship and they'll say i'm in a relationship for now or you hear someone on facebook are you in a relationship yes it's complicated it's complicated all right those things are the major reason people take baggage from their past say it with me people take baggage from their past say it right i had a friend who dated someone that he really really invested himself in and then one day this person left him the person left him okay and after the person left him he found out that for some reason whether if when he got into another relationship he said he having issues in that relationship one of the issues he had was that any guy that calls the person that he's dating and the person is carried away with too much excitement he starts getting suspicious he gets offended he wants to know what's happening his heart starts beating abnormally he is a damaged fellow he's a damaged fellow i'm not saying he's damaged goods but i'm saying he's a damaged fellow how do you deal with that if you're one of those people it may not be dating it may be that your relationship at home since you have been growing up as a young person you have grown up with people despitefully using you not that they are abusing you sexually but they have abused your morale abused your complex abused you taking you for a ride and all that now you get in a relationship and all of a sudden you don't know when you come in with the same servanthood thing not that there's no place of serving each other but if you understand me say amen and now you don't know how to connect that person is damaged understanding is also communicating communicate tell the person your past events look tell the person look i've gone through something like this before and i may display tendency to be jealous this is what i want to 
I want you to help me through the process. If you see me behaving like this, please understand, I'll come out of it. But you know the thing is this, most of us enter into relationships, we try to be what we are not. We come in with baggage, then we start releasing it on the person. You start being angry. You start being easily irritated. And then the person will think that is one thing that is making you angry. But you will never say, let me tell you, when most ladies are unhappy, the thing that they tell you they are unhappy about is never really the thing. They will tell you another thing. They just tell you. The person may not be happy that we are working together, you are keeping distance, as if the thing I am dating is you, the air between us, or the air between us and you. Then you go, maybe you guys were going somewhere. Then when you sit down, you now sit with the person, how far now? The person is, the person is, is fine. Uh, uh, what's the problem? It's the AC. <laughs> this is the AC. The cook is not cold. It tastes like water. They will not tell you. You would have to understand. Understanding is one major key in a happy relationship. Understanding starts now. Tell your neighbor understanding starts now. People will never be what you expect them to be. People will never be what you expect them to be. The guy will never be what you expect him to be. Everybody packages. The look of your clothes on the outside is not the look of your inner wear. Your, you see, you take care of your, your, the clothes you're wearing right now in public more than the one you think you're wearing inside because it's something that gets to be covered something that gets to be covered that's how people laugh the real deal is always covered just because someone is smiling nicely does not mean they're just because someone is looking because every time you say something she laughs Every time you walk together, it's so easy for you to just hold her hands and just connect. Maybe holding hands connected you the most. Or the fact that if you hug the person, they are so happy. <laughs> like one of our sisters in this place, amen. So happy. <laughs> They're really glad. And you just say, ah, this is the right person. <laughs> understand. Say understand. Let me tell you the last thing I will tell you for this session today. Love is kind. And is not envious. Love is kind and is not envious. This one is very very important see insecurity is a deadly thing in a relationship insecurity and there are several forms of insecurity there are some people that when it gets to be in a relationship with you and you are still one of those people who, like I'm telling you, are, are strongly building their dreams and achieving great things and achieving strides and milestones. The other person begins to feel threatened by your success. 
You know there are people who feel like that. One of those sets of people who often get to feel like that more dangerously are the guys when they are probably with someone, a lady, or they are looking at a lady who is much the person eh, see track record. Maybe the person is in the same class with you, you have scholarship, they don't. Eh, that's where it starts. They start feeling insecure. If it's a lady, they use their insecurity to make sure that you are the one that they marry for the future. For the future's sake. I was listening to something recently where someone was saying, was saying that you see a young man drive a car now does not mean that you should say this is husband material. Because that may be the last car he will ever drive. <laughs> Amen. That may be the last car. That thing you see may be the first and last time. Then you get into the marriage. The car spoils. Honey, where's our car? The Lord will provide. Until you are your 50s, they finally buy one Peugeot. <laughs> Listen to me. This is very important. Insecurity. It says love is kind. Love is kind. This is how you know a kind person. Alright? This is how you know a kind person. You see, because we live in a, in, a, in a world that is increasingly selfish. There can be no kindness when there is an increase of selfishness. When people are selfish, they are not kind. Because kindness is in the act. Do you understand that? Remember we have talked about acts of kindness before, okay? So let's give a relationship, uh, uh, an example now. Please come up, my dear brother. I would like to use two fair people. Please come up, my dear sister. Let's clap for them very well. Who knows if we are talking of the few? I didn't see. <laughs> Alright. Now, look at these two, these two people, right? Let's say that this is that our guy we were talking about. Alright? And this is the other person. This is Tim and this is Adana. Now, Tim is in a relationship. <laughs> Did you hear someone say racism here? Tim is in a relationship now with Adana. How does kindness play here? I mean, it's not natural to think that if we are dating, we'll be kind to each other. Alright? But this is how it works. This is how it works. When Adana comes to visit Tim, Adana will say, Ah, Tim, look at how your place is dirty. I cannot stay inside your house. Now, every time Adana comes, she has an expectation without trying to do something else. Something nice. And every time that Tim goes to visit Adana in their separate houses, they will notice that Tim is expecting Adana to also do something that Tim does not want to do for Adana. There is no kindness between them. There is only expectation, competition and judgment. When there is more judgment than there is, that there are unselfish acts, there is no kindness in the relationship. So this is it now. A more practical example is this. Say, uh, I'm trying to find one very key one now. Aha! Taking out. Adana is naturally predisposed. Something inside her told her from when she was a child. That as, there is, as long as there is a taking out and a gift to be done, it must be Tim. 
I can't buy a gift for a guy. Why will I buy Tim a gift? I'm his gift. Look, look, look. Tim is privileged to walk by my side and say, This is my friend. You know what we are saying? We are dating. Tim has. Do you know how many people want me? And I'm even managing to stay with Tim. Listen, while I'm saying this, and you're listening to me, you will understand that many of us, especially ladies, have those kinds of things that make us really selfish. You don't spend time thinking about another person. You spend time thinking of another person in relation to you. The only time Tim gets a present is on his birthday. It doesn't have to be expensive. When I come, I'm valuable. I add value to his gift. But Tim bought me 400 naira card. Happy birthday. Okay, thank you. That one is for call. Next. Then you bought me only one gift. You bought me a book. Ah. On my birthday, you didn't take me out. See, that level of unkindness is having more expectations, thinking more about yourself than you think about the person. You are not being kind. And in many relationships, we have it that the men right, are often thinking about the ladies because they know of the expectation that is coming from the lady. So you see, a lady saying, we have two weeks now, we have not gone out. You can't take somebody out, Abby. See, I want to watch, I want to watch Avengers. Oh. I beg, they have started this one five. Popcorn, everything. You understand now? Then you, you say yes, you start calculating. And the only thing the person contributes is her time that you have privilege to spend with her. She's your trophy. Do you understand? You treat me well. So we make it that one-sided. The Bible says love is kind. If you're going to be in a relationship, let be kind. And this is how it starts. Before Tim gets in a relationship, Tim probably lives with a set of people. This is how you know someone who is selfish or someone who is kind. If all they think about improving is only the immediate world that they stay at, they are selfish people. So Tim probably is living in a, in a hostel. And because only his bunk, only his room is linked with him, everywhere he will pass something like this. Who kept this thing here? He would go to his corner. He would make his corner a heaven. But the rest of the world is, is his own concern. Such a person is selfish. Now, if you're a lady and you exist like that, you're selfish. It's going to carry out. It's going to play out in your relationship. Because you will always expect the person to do for you what you can or cannot do for yourself. 
So this is something you will practice. Pastor Emmanuel, we're discussing this. No, he explained um, from something he had learned. Take out one week to think about the next person and what you can do for that person. Make it about the person, not about you. Even if you're not in a relationship. Make it for one week, think about your parents. Think about what you want to do for your parents. Think about calling them to give them. Think about that. Kindness begins with reducing the level of selfishness that exists within you. And the funny thing is this. You have the capacity to love. Say with me, I have right now the capacity to love. It says love is not jealous. Don't be jealous of another person's laurels. You're supposed to be proud. You're supposed to be encouraged. There's one word that has always made me surprise. When I see two people as friends and the other one is challenged by the other person's success. You're not supposed to be challenged by the person's success. You're supposed to be inspired. It's supposed to make you feel glory. Woo! He's doing it. Let's go. But when you say, ah, God, so this guy is going far. I must wake up. Nonsense. Ginger. Now you try to outdo the person. It would mean something. It would mean that if the person were doing poorly, you will be satisfied. Because if you were the one who the person was jealous of, you will feel good. That's the problem with jealousy. You have a heart that is ready to bring people down. Or you're okay when people are down. You feel better when you're pitying someone than when you are looking at them from the top. Say, hey, maybe it's a girl. You're like, check this girl I want to date now. Tim is saying, check Adana, this girl. She can't even speak English where she's trying, Sha. So now you feel better about yourself. You feel so much better about yourself. That's the reason why you probably want to be better. But I'll tell you something that you, you must understand. In every relationship, if truly kindness is existing in your relationship, this is what will happen. As you go up thinking about the person while you are going up, you will make sure that that person is also what going upward. You make sure the person is going upward. You make sure. You look at the person, maybe you and the person talk on a spiritual level, and the person is is talking about praying to Mary. And we are talking about more spiritual things like actually visiting the heavenlies. And you are, you are trying to explain, and the person is saying, I don't understand. And you now feel like, okay, anyway, in every relationship, there is always the priest, and there is always the congregation. Something is wrong there. Now, I want you to understand. Have you heard people say something like this? You know, someone said, I want to date someone, my better half. Or have you heard someone who is, who is married say, this is my better half? It means you are half a person. And what it takes for you to be complete is another person. Why won't you be jealous? Why won't you be jealous? Why won't you be jealous? Someone said, I cannot date somebody that uh, 
is better than me. It will be too much. Too much competition. It's like a boy dating a rich girl. Ah, no, no. What would the father say when I come? You've not even crossed the boundary of understanding the person. You're wondering what the father will say. The answer is already a no. Praise the Lord. Don't be jealous. I want you to turn to someone right now. God bless you. I want you to turn to someone right now and tell the person about jealousy. See, don't be jealous. Wait, before you tell the person, I want you to look. This is a very important thing. Jealousy exists as a result of a lot of selfishness. Where there is no kindness and when there is so much pride, so much ego. You've not even gone anywhere in life. You probably feel you're already bigger than some things. Jealousy exists when the person is probably the one correcting you. You're like, you're always correcting me. You, you, you will, you will be seeing the cola nut in my eye. You will not see the bottle inside your own. You're jealous because of that insecurity. How can you be correcting me every time? Alright? If I said nonsense, let me say it like that. Don't bother. Did you understand what I said? It's okay. As long as you understand. She went there. No. And you're trying to say it's not wanted. She went. She left for that place. Did you understand? So you become insecure about the person's advancement. You're jealous. Then... How another way you know a jealous person now this one is maybe two people are in a relationship so much jealousy is existing around them they extend it to other couples so you see those two people they will not last they will not last you can see all the reason another person's own will not last you're a jealous person now I want you to know that even in normal life when you look at someone else who is succeeding or who is doing something that you really want and the person is doing it better than you and one of the early thoughts that comes to your mind is it will not last you're a jealous person it's you're a jealous person you know why you are doing that to make yourself feel good to make yourself feel like well as long as it won't last slow is best while time may not be the factor for success, jealousy, contentment with development will set you free from being jealous. Another reason people get jealous is for this reason, for this very important thing. Instead of people getting better, they pretend to get better. When they see someone actually getting better, they feel bad about it. Do you know it's easy to pretend that you are better? Some people are better looking than actually are. It's easy to pretend you're something you're not. It's easy to pretend you're smart. It's easy to pretend you really know the word of God. It's easy to pretend that you have everything together. It's easy to pretend that you have a vision in life. Do you know people, it's not hard to, to have a vision in life. When you start hearing the way people talk about their vision, it's not hard for you to just form something. 
When they ask you, so what's your own vision? You say, my vision in life. Eh? See, if I tell you, you are delaying. You started putting one and two together. First of all, hmm, to spread the gospel around the earth. See, listen, nations are calling for me. How is it a vision? The difference between a wish and a vision is your pursuit. You're not pursuing it by first being better, by building yourself. You can't build a dream more than you build yourself. You can't build a relationship. A relationship is as fantastic as the individuals. Not as the things they do together. The individual people that they are is what makes a relationship fantastic. If you're a person, look, if you don't like your presence with yourself, don't expect another person to sustain liking your presence. If you can't control your mind, if your mind is not under your control, your mind is under the control of anything. Have you heard somebody at this stage in life saying things like this? I don't know, my mind just flies. I can just start thinking anyhow. You want to enter a relationship like that? With your mind thinking anyhow, think of all the negative things that will come to your mind. And now I'm not even talking about the part of the, the things that only married people should do, which is something we'll talk about later. But I'm talking about just the ordinary things. You would think when you ask the person, please, can you help me to bring that book over there? And the person takes time. She's insulting me, no respect. She can't even respect me. See how she's wasting time. If it's a guy and you call the person, please, can you come to this place? I'm, I, I need your help. And the person says, I can't. Say, hey, are you sure I'm in the right relationship? This person does not care. Your mind was never under your control. How would it not fly when you're in a relationship? How will it think productive things? Before you get into a relationship, if you cannot be productive in your thinking, you will never be productive in your relationship. Your relationship can produce more. If as a single person that you are right now, as a single person that you are. See, when you're dating, you are no longer really single. Amen. No, you're no longer really single. Because at that time, you started knotting your emotions, tying your emotions to one person. If you're not an achiever, as a single person, you will achieve less than you could have achieved when you are combined. So stop running around looking for who will date you and who you will date. First fall in love with yourself. How many of you are deeply in love with yourself? Deeply in love. Deeply. This is one way you know you're deeply in love with yourself. Look at your body. How do you take care of it? How's your energy level? Do you feel weak? Do you oversleep? Do you, do you, you, are you that person? Are you the kind of person that if you were to date someone exactly like you, you'd be happy? You, you love yourself to that extent. People who love do the best. It's the end of the Bible. The Bible says love thinks the best of someone else. And I want to tell you this, that you are not yet ready to be in a relationship until you can do these things with the normal person. With the person that you've not said yes to or I do to. 
you're not yet ready. You're not ready. The only thing you're ready for is heartbreak. And I want to tell you something. We are now in a generation where heartbreak is easy. How many of you know that? Heartbreak is easy now. Guys are attracted by their sight, their physical senses. Ladies are attracted to something more than that. Ladies get impressed. Guys get excited. And I think you should know that there is a clear, a little bit of a difference. There's a distinction. Just because a guy is fly, a lady can appreciate a guy. She'll be like, hey, good you pure. You know those Korean guys like that guy, God. Dream guy. She likes his looks. But the day that she talks to him, the way he responds will decide everything. No matter how handsome he is, everything can end that day. She will stop liking him forever. Or maybe she saw one small news. But some guys, almost all guys, if you like, let there be bad news. They will say she's playing hard to get. <laughs> Terrible news. I love bad girls. <laughs> That's not how it is. That's not how it often is for the ladies. Ladies get impressed. Ladies, am I talking for you? Praise the Lord. Ladies get impressed. For ladies is more than is more than just looks. When a lady is dating you for your looks, it's because she is highly insecure. And she wants to secure herself with for something. Maybe you have money. Or maybe you provide a fatherly comfort she did not have. And that's one thing to check in yourself. Many ladies who find themselves in relationships today are in relationships because they missed the love of a father. They are looking for it in guys. That's why they are looking for a guy that can take care of them. Not a guy they can be in a relationship. A guy. The guy I want is a guy that can take care of me. Just, just, just spoil me. Your father didn't do it. That's why you want it. Are you are you there? Alright? Many of people will suffer those things. And let me tell you, if you meet a lady who is like that, who is that take care of me person? Trust me, you don't want to be in a relationship like that. Because it will end when there is a new father. There's always a new father. There's always a better dad. There's always a person who has more to offer. Praise the Lord. Don't be jealous. Tell your neighbor, don't be jealous. Alright? Dating is not about age, but there's an age to dating. There's an age to dating. When you're not yet deeply embedded in your vision and in your life's pursuits, there's no reason to start dating because you will you will not you will not have the energy anymore for it. Once you start dating, and you're not already deeply passionate about what you're doing by your pursuits and your thoughts. Once you start dating, every single thing that would have been about the pursuit to be about the person. Your dreams will hardly fly. What I'm saying now, it sounds like I'm saying it for marriage, but this is this is every courtship has the intended purpose of marriage. 
whether you want it or not, you will eventually date, you will eventually marry someone you're dating. You will eventually marry someone you have been in a close relationship with. And if you cannot build yourself long before you enter into a courtship, when you get in there, and I want to tell you that it takes time to build it. Praise the Lord. It takes time to build it. I want you to ask your neighbor, how much are you worth? What are you really worth? What did the person say to you? Whatever the person says to you, whatever the person says to you, ask them how they know. What are you really worth? If you like say it in numbers, in codes, in amounts, in feeling, what are you really worth? Let the person tell you in details. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let the person tell you in details. <laughs> Are you discussing it? Discover it. Investigate the person's worthiness. one another please appreciate yourselves very loudly clap for yourselves Amen. now now i want to i want to ask you what did the person say okay they are what 
Coke and Gala. Now, if someone said they are worth something so much like that, you can ask them, what do you want to be worth? What kind of person? How, how do you want to be? Because you see, that's the person that you That's the person you want to date. That's the person you want to date. That's the person you want to get married to. You don't want to get married to somebody who, someone said, you can't date someone whose vision is not the same as yours. That's not true. Two of you don't have to be in ministry, but two of you have to carry out ministry. Whichever way that that goes, it's the same interest. So if you don't have to be doctors, you can be an artist, she can be a doctor. But the prize goes to the most developed man. Praise the Lord. Dating can be bad news for some of us. Isn't it true? It can be bad news. And I'm telling you today, I've told you today how Tim and Adana made it happen in their own lives. And how you, you can pass through the hurdles of all of these things. So in our next episode on Sunday, I'll tell you more about it. But ask yourself these questions. Number one. Do I really want to be in a relationship now? There are some of us who might actually be in a relationship. But we are there because we just... Something inside us can't stand being alone. Can't just stand being on your own. Or, if you can stand being on your own, a societal pressure made you get into one or is making you want to get into one it's not is the person worth it you want to ask the next question I want to ask is am I worth it when I get into a relationship what am I bringing to the relationship pain anger my dirtiness right? my passiveness about life with everything. Judging people, criticizing. My ego. My I know it all attitude. My perfectionism. You have to be a person of standards. Ask yourself, what are my standards? Your standards must represent what you are living right now. Because that's your ideal. What are my standards? Not the standard for the person I want to date. Dating is not about other people. It's about you. What is my standard? Not the standard for the person I want. What person do I want to be? 
before I can date? What are my standards? Alright? Am I ashamed to talk about my academics? Because men, I really suck at it. Well, what am I really good at? What am I willing to spend my life doing? Even if I may not be doing very well at it. What are my standards? Alright? In your standards, you talk about your beliefs, your core values. What do I believe about the Holy Spirit? I'm in a relationship. I cannot talk about praying in tongues. We can't pray in tongues because God is not here. We can't just we can't just meet. We can't have a prayer date. Every date is about talking. Every date is about snacks, food, and somehow somehow we can maintain one year of discussing and remembering when we were in secondary school, so that there's enough to talk. Every date is about some horrible or fantastic thing about your family. Your date is a travel through memory lane. What are your standards, right? What are your standards? What do you really want from yourself? What are you willing to put yourself through to be? What ideal character do you want to have? Do you want to be a person who can express himself? Who can always be happy? Passionate? Look, if on your own you're passionate and you're dating someone who is passionate, you will have a passionate relationship. I mean, even your love for each other will be on fire. You're always burning. I mean, two of you are walking and demons are just singing, uncle, uncle, uncle. People are seeing uncle everywhere, fire everywhere. And you, you, you're having that relationship for real. No pretext. Many of you are not happy who are in a relationship. Must you be in one? Ask yourself that question. Write it down. Must I be in a relationship? Must I? Do I have a problem with being single? I want you to be honest about that question. Do you really have a problem with being single? You know there are some of us who cannot stand being single. You're used to the perks that come with being in a relationship that are not supposed to exist. One of those perks is probably the person being your housekeeper and cook. To have a rich relationship first with myself. Because most of you don't love yourselves. I told you if you love yourself, you build yourself, isn't it? Listen, if you really love yourself, you build yourself. You don't want to take your just imagine. Do you know one of the most discomforting things that can happen in a courtship is when two people are dating and one person is always sick. The person is still saying, Oh boy, now so is this how someone will die in my hand? starts feeling dead around. Every time you're sick, if it's not your leg, it's your stomach. If it's not your eye, it's your teeth. If it's not your teeth, it's your tongue. 
your ear. You just have fever from nothing. Do you want to take that unhealthy way with you into a relationship? Do you know what it's going to cost you? It's going to cost you a lot. First of all, if it's a guy who is always sick, the lady is going to start considering him as a fragile, weak person. If it's a lady, the guy is going to consider her as a weak person. There are things he can never think she will achieve because she's weak. He will associate you with weakness. You will associate yourself with weakness. Alright? Do you want to take your body into your relationship right now? And what I mean by your body is your stature. The way you look. Alright? The way, the way you keep yourself. Your upkeep. Do you like the degree of beards you have? How can you maintain it? Don't touch your face if you have beards. <laughs> Alright? Are you comfortable being who you are? And when I mean being who you are, I just mean expressing yourself. And if you can answer these questions honestly, you will discover that if you're in a relationship, you probably shouldn't be in one. And there's a way around it. If you're also in a relationship, you know that the relationship is whole, the relationship is right, the relationship is something you want to see the end of. Then you and the person will sit down, you discuss with the person, and two of you will actually build a map to develop yourselves. You will not spend more of your time probably just talking about every other thing except how you are really doing. Do you know that's what most people do? We'll talk about every other thing but how we are doing. Talk about how we feel about the person. We're looking for I love you words. Sweet words, sweet words, one of the sweetest words you can ever hear someone say is, you're a great person. And the person is not saying it to make you feel good. It's because you're working so hard, they can't deny your greatness. Are you here? Alright? You can talk down to earth. You can say, hey, this has to improve. How do we get it done? You get it done. Don't treat it like a marriage. Be individually growing. Your, your relationship will corporately grow. If you are building up yourself on your most holy faith, and the other person is being inspired, then there is no jealousy between you. And one way that you can always build, that you can destroy jealousy in your relationship, is by always thinking of the next person. I told you, take one week to think of someone else. One week. When it starts feeling like it's about you, just 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 focus on the other person. The right person for you is not the person without the faults. It's not the person without the challenges. And it's not the person without the hitches. It is the person that you are built for. If you're built poorly, don't expect the if you have money for a bicycle, don't expect a Chevrolet as favor from God. 
a bicycle, there are two things you can have. A fellow bicycle or a rider. You will not have a jeep next to you. Because when the jeep starts riding, it would have to consciously be slow to follow your pace. No jeep. Some jeeps just want to test out their speed limit. Do you get my meaning here? Alright? So while a relationship may be a great thing to be, to, to be in and to partake of, I want you to know that there is a best plan for you. Today, you can leave this place with the assurance that you know what to do. That you can have a really happy, successful life from now. And that there is nothing wrong with being single. You don't have to be dating anyone. You may say, what if there's someone I really like, the person can't leave my mind. One thing that can take you away from wanting to date the person is observing them. Just observe. Just observe. And then be absorbed in your visions and your dreams. Be absorbed in carrying out the work of God. Be absorbed in carrying out your own life's plans. Get lost being an achiever. Do you understand me? Don't achieve a milestone as I dated in, at age 23. I got married at 25. What kind of milestone in life is that? Who has this helped? Maybe you from being too old to take care of, of kids. That would be broke. Who's here? Say I hear. Alright? That's very important. You can have a rich, happy life from now on. And I see that happening to you in the name of Jesus. I see that happening to you in Jesus. God bless you for listening to this anointed sermon of Teacher Tony today. We are excited and would love to hear from you. Kindly share your questions, prayer needs, and praise reports about how this sermon has blessed you, no matter how brief, via our email address at plefan at gmail.com. That is P-L-E-F-A-N at gmail.com. Kindly subscribe and share so the name of Jesus can go far and wide through this ministry. And until next time, God bless you.